Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Have you seen Martina? Oh, I see her face everywhere I go at reception or in the canteen below. Have you seen her? Have you seen Martina? Have you seen her? Wow. Yeah. What a spectacularly astounding, brilliant start to the podcast. (laughs) Thanks very much. Hey, you've painted your room. Oh, hold on. I can't hear you. Just um, muted. Yeah. Just muted myself. <laughs> what a spectacularly bad start to the podcast from me. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's essential like your breakfast. It will get you up and going. There's the things you didn't know. Yeah, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. It's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Give you energy like buck fast. And if your head's in a pickle or you're looking for a giggle, it's the Keith Walsh Podcast. Yeah. Good evening. Yes, it is the Keith Watch Podcast. Uh, it's Monday night. This is my second podcast to upload this evening. And uh, it's almost 11 o'clock. Two minutes away from 11 o'clock as I speak to you from Newbridge in County Kildare. Uh, we're still in lockdown. It is the 2nd, no, the 1st of February. Um, almost the 2nd of February. It'll be the 2nd of February in an hour. So, you know, let's not split hairs. And uh, I don't have a huge amount of news to bring you, but I hope that you're all well, keeping well, uh, as it is tradition now. I have a chat with my friend Mike every Monday night. We're going to do two this week, so there'll be another my friend Mike chat going up maybe Thursday. I doubt I'll get it up by Wednesday. I've got my writing class Wednesday. Um, So, yeah, so there'll be two chats with my friend Mike this week. We'll see if we can get that done every week because I like them. I like the chats. It's good. Um, and uh, I'm not going to chat too much. I'm going to keep this intro short so I can get the podcast up. Get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck to bed, you know. Tomorrow's another day. And uh, that's it. It is. Uh, it's the Keith Watch Podcast, episode 61. It's me chatting with my friend, Mike. I'll be back with another little chat after the chat, you know. So the after the chat, chat, chat. Okay. Hey, guy. Yo, what's up? I was just listening to the chai lights. I uh, I like a little bit of the chai lights. I used to work in a hotel, right, and we used to have a uh, a front office manager called Martina, who used to have an office just off the side of reception. And everybody used to go in and say to the girl who used to work with her in an office, they used to walk in and go, hey, have you seen Martina? Hey, have you seen Martina? And everybody, and the girl sitting there was going, oh, Christ's sake, she's probably in the canteen downstairs or something. And uh, one of my buddies, who who was the drollest man on the planet, very funny, very great sense of humour, but, you know, really kind of droll. Um, he came up with the old Chai Light song there. He said, uh, um, <clears throat> when somebody asked one day, where's Martina? And he said, uh, have you seen her? 
Have you seen Martina? Oh, I see her face everywhere I go at reception or in the canteen below. Have you seen her? Have you, seen, me, have you seen her? Wow. Yeah. What a spectacularly astounding, brilliant start to the podcast. <laughs> be, uh, Thanks very much. Hey, you've painted your room. Oh, hold on. I can't hear you. Just um, muted. <laughs> just muted myself. <laughs> what a spectacularly bad start to the podcast from me. To uh, oh. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're doing this room up. My wife is uh, working from home a lot, and she is more into aesthetics than I am. In that, like, she kind of cares about stuff. Um, and so we've been painting this office. We were getting carpet in during the week, and. Uh, yeah, we have to do the skirting boards today, and it's looking swanky. Um, it's a bit messy at the moment, but it kind of it's in in the middle of being done up. But uh, yeah, it's a nice space now, you know, man. It's a nice space. Yeah, and you've got a you've got a um a sort of a tidy a door tidy on the thing behind the door, hanging off the door. Yeah, so that's just a little. I mean, she she has her nearly sisters stuff in the room, and that's where she hangs her nearly sisters tote bags. And a couple of uh, pure mental baseball caps up there as well, you know. So oh, yeah. all... I, I love, you know, I'm rarely without my um, pure mental baseball cap. The one you said you were going to send me last year. I'm rarely without it. Uh, I, I never send you one. <laughs> God, <laughs> send me anything. <laughs> I, uh, I must send you one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you got, have you got one of my calendars? No, no, no. <laughs> So not even send you a calendar. Oh god, <laughs> it's okay because I don't need a calendar this year anyway. No, 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 no. I'll send day. you. I'll send you a six month calendar starting whenever. <laughs> um, no, what you should do. You should do a post vaccine calendar. So it starts on the day when you get oh, your calendar. Yeah. Just fill in the blanks. Oh yeah, I wonder would that yeah. work. It should would do, yeah, because we've got we've actually got um, uh, calendars in here that you can write on, as in you know you can write the days and the dates in. Um, and just rub them off year on year. Ah, so, that's yeah, a very good point. idea. Yeah. Um, I am. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to. I was going to say something to you at the start of the podcast. Oh yes, I just got this email. Um, I have, um, and I thought you might be interested in it because I want to talk about that. Um, uh, I want to talk about that Oasis tweet that I saw this morning briefly. Oh yeah, if yeah, that's yeah. okay. Uh, and I also want to talk about Phil Collins at some point. So it's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Phil. No way. Like, yeah, it's his 70th birthday. It was destiny. We were meant to review the Phil Collins album today. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Oh, great. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, okay. So I got this email and it says, um, happy, an- happy 11th year anniversary, Reverend Keith. Um, and I was like, what the... Greetings, Reverend Keith. Another year, another cheer. That's right. It's now been 11 years since you became an ordained minister. (laughs) Oh, you can have some fun with this. We can't believe it either. Time really does fly when you're having fun, doesn't it? It's been a while since we've been in touch and we just wanted to check in and see how things are going. Have you been taking full advantage of your status as a legally ordained minister? I really haven't. I kind of forgot about it. No matter what activities you might have planned moving forward, We've worked hard to ensure that our site is stocked with all the information and supplies that you may need to meet any challenge that comes your way. And 
continue your mission to make the universe a better place, we would encourage you to click around the site and explore all of our resource, resources that are available to you. And I totally forgot what oh, they have. You, you can, sorry, I've just scrolled down a bit. You can buy the gear, like you can buy the, the um, you know, the thing that goes around your shoulders and down your front, the long strip oh, yeah, yeah, cloth, yeah. a stole. Um, that said, chances are you already, you're, you're already an old pro at this. Indeed, you've probably, you've probably officiated your fair share of ceremonies by this point. I'd imagine so. But are you doing so in full regalia? If you'd like to add a bit of flair to your clergy outfit, consider picking up an official ULC stole. Our stoles offer tasteful gold stitching, high quality tassels, tassels, <laughs> and are available in a range of color options. Oh my God, I forgot, Mike. I'm a reverend. Oh. <clears throat> can you can you forward that on to me? Because I'd like to buy a little of, bit of uh, ecclesiastical gear. I um, I'm going to forward it to you in the moment because I I won't have you given out to me in uh, in about five months' time saying you never send anything to me. So I, <laughs> I sent you yeah, an email. Send it on to me with the pure mental hat. <laughs> sent um, you an email. I'll stick the pure mental hat in an email as well. Um, and that that letter comes from Sister Bonnie. And they have sent me, uh, just in case I forgot, my certificate of my credentials of ministry. This is to certify the Keith Walsh on the 29th of January 2010 became a minister in this church, which I can't read at the moment. My God. You know what I would do, you know I would do with that now? I would tear the arse out of that and uh, get it framed. Yeah. And then start setting yourself up because there's all manner of people. We get them at the Cliffs of Moher and all sorts of places, all sorts of uh various sites around the world people want to get um engaged in and get married in and they just you know they get they usually do the sort of the paperwork and the go to the registry office in their hometown and then come over and get blessed by an irish priest you okay. could do, do that i could be your altar boy <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh you we could have fun in the vestry beforehand and i could ring bells and like Incense. You could you could ring my bell. Um, oh. You could check the the wine. <laughs> you could check the we wine. We have a bottle of Cabernet Sauvignon <laughs> before we hit the. You know who's next, people? Uh, Who wants to get married? What can I? I just wonder what can I do? Like yeah, maybe I should. I forgot. I was on a radio show years ago, and for some reason, I decided to. I went online to find out if I could become a minister, and I went through all whatever they needed to me to go through. So I, I got a certificate to say I was a minister from this organization. So, um, oh, hold on. I thought, I, sorry, I thought this was a. <laughs> no. You are. Uh, I thought this was something like you got somebody else's email. No, this is real. You're a minister. Yeah, I am a reverend. I forgot. I totally oh. forgot. Yeah. There was some sort of few, few little bits and pieces I had to do, and I went through with them and uh, became a minister. It was a course. Oh, wow. It was like a course or something. So, um, yeah, this is and like, I forgot. In the words of Father Ted, I wonder how your chalice work is. Um, you see, I mean, I spent several years uh, in the, the church business as an altar boy. So I would have, you know, and I've had my fair share of, uh, I actually, as a very young man, I don't know if I told you this, I did... Um, no the church started doing these courses for readers. So if you, you know, if you normally, or it used to be, if you wanted to be a reader in mass, you just, you know, put your hand up and say, I'll do the reading, you know? 
Yeah. But the church decided to sort of polish it up a little bit and got like people in and like I I signed up for this course to become a reader at mass. <laughs> and it was me. I remember I was telling my wife recently and my daughter, uh, it was me on the course with like, you know, Bridie, who was, you know, 60, uh, Margaret, who was 61, uh, John, who didn't know what age he was and couldn't find his pants. Um you know, there was there was sort of it was just me and the, oh a bunch of God. a bunch of owl lads and owl ones, mostly owl ones. And I think one of my like an old teacher of mine was, and I was like, this is weird. But anyway, I was, I think it must have been thirteen, and I became a professional. You you were the star of the show. Oh man, I was young Keith. Oh, bum fluff on his cheeks. Oh, look at him, isn't he lovely? And he does the ecclesiastical work so good and. A letter from the Corinthians. Oh, he says Corinthians so well. <laughs> and uh, I am. Um... <laughs> oh yeah. I, oh, so you'd have so you'd have a timetable. So I'd be do I'd be like eleven o'clock mass Sunday. I'd have like you know Tuesday morning seven o'clock mass before school. Um, Wednesday evening, like yeah, just full on. So I mean, I have the my chalice work would be good. Uh, have the yeah. experience of you know I've been in and around the church business for a long time. Um, I think it's just a matter of getting going, really. Yeah, get us some stoles, even steal the stole. Actually, I was in a pub. Uh, we went down to Killarney for a weekend, myself, my wife, and my young son, mm. um, about two, three years ago. And um, as you know, we always go for a, a TTP, a tea time pint. So we, yeah. uh, before we had dinner, we went into a local. We just thought, right, the first pub we get to. We'll go in for a drink. Standing in the pub, and there was a lot. Oh, oh, Jesus, dog. Someone at the door, dog <clears throat> telling everybody there's someone at the door. Thank you, dog. Okay. Great. Yeah, go and, on. And um, sat in this really old, dark pub in the centre of Kanani, and uh, down this little alleyway. Creamy pints again is in front of us. Fanta and Tato for the child, as is usual, as is, you know, the, the history of this country. Mm. And um, I put my hand... Uh, in between my legs because I dropped my coat and all of I picked up a, a nun's habit. <laughs> Somebody had obviously brought along to a stagger a Hindu or something and uh, I stole it, <laughs> put it in the sleeve of my coat and I still have it upstairs. So I could be um, your trans nun. I could actually be a transistor to your sort of papalness. You could be the yeah. Pope. Could be a nun. Let's not get let's not get ahead of ourselves here. Like I, I, I have a lot of work to do before I get to Pope status. But you can definitely be a nun. Um, I'm sure you can become an online Pope, can't you? Let me just be an online. I forgot I was an online Reverend. I, I feel I'm, I'm nervous thinking like even about being a Reverend. Being a Pope is just, I'm not ready for that yet, Mike. Oh, you are. Yeah, yeah, you are. Because they you... don't really do anything. Yeah, they're they're a link between the God and ah. the other. Ones. Well, I'm it's quite senior management oh. and most senior management. They're always promoted above their, their, uh, you know, their, their grade, really. Their so intellectual status. So the Pope is more kind of helicopter management. You, you know, you're not hands on, so you don't need to be able to do the bits and no. pieces. You just need to be able to oversee things. OK, maybe I am more Pope material than priest material. Can I? And, and what would you what would your nun name be? Sister Michael or? Sister Michelle, Sister Michaela, I'd be, uh, yeah, Sister Michaela, because my drag act is uh, Michaela after midnight. 
most nights. Are you? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And who do you perform for? Myself. And the dog. <laughs> or dog. And the cats. No wonder they keep running away. <laughs> they do, actually. My dog uh, is so nervous about everything. But anyway, that's another. That is another. That's a story for another day. Okay, well, write it down. Remember, the um, let's let me just take you through some of the stuff in the in the Universal Life Church store. So I'm a reverend. Of, I'm a reverend of the Universal Life Church. There's a classic wedding package that you can buy for thirty nine ninety nine. There's a premium wedding package, which seems to include certificates of marriage, uh, pen, um, folder, uh, basically some guides to you know being married and all that kind of stuff. Like this proper stuff, and then uh, you can get a clerical dicky. What? What? Who? 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 <laughs> a clerical dicky is basically the dog collar. Um, without, it's kind of like you know those shirts that only go as far as the tip of the shoulder and around the front. Like it's a fake shirt. You put it under a jumper. Yes. So that's yeah, yeah, yeah. called a dicky. Um, oh dear. So it's the black shirt with the white card. In the center, the square bit. The uh, the stoles are forty nine ninety nine, which I, I presume this is all in dollars. Maybe it's not. Um, so we could, could get a stole each. Um, a minister's robe would be is sixty euro, or you can get a short sleeved clergy shirt, which is black with the square with the collar going through the collar, uh, for thirty four ninety nine. So I'll forward that to you as well, and we can just have a look. See what we want, Do, what kind yeah, of universe, yeah. uh, uniform we want to go with, and you've you've got your headdress anyway, so you just need exactly. To... I've got a, I've got the whole sort of Derry girls nun thing covered. There's a clergy cassock for forty nine ninety nine. That might work for you with your headgear. Yeah, the cassocks do remind me of the um, Harry Potter Dementors. You know when the Dementors used to calm down and they sweep down from the sky and yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Those, and I went to a Christian Brothers school, and they were all demented. They were all demented dementors. Yeah, they were demented dementors. Anyway, yeah. Here's the thing we could get into as well. There's an an ordination credentials package. We could, we could ordain people. Yeah, we could go on the road and ordain people. Is this? Are you a member of? A, is it a Christian outfit then, or? Seems to be, yeah. I mean, it's the Universal Life Church Monastery. Over 20 million ministers ordained. Um, we are all children of the same universe. Man, I like it. So it seems like I, I could just, yeah, like if once I, once I, I could just, I think I can just download like the wedding stuff, like the, the whatever the ceremony is and just do it. Just go yeah. for it. And or, or I could ordain people. So if the ordination credentials package is twenty nine ninety nine. We could charge a couple of hundred euro to be ordained as a minister, give them the, the stuff that we pay 30 euro for, and then we make a profit uh, after we take out expenses. And that, listeners, is how the church works. <laughs> Ding! God, they even have face masks. Cool. Do they? Anyway, are they biblical? Have they got crosses on them? Um, you see, I don't think these guys are into crosses as such. It's more okay. like they're not, it's not a Jesus church. Uh, it's more life um okay life church you know but you'll see when you see well, i sent you the email anyway so check out the website and get back to me and we'll figure out what we're gonna what, what our next move is gonna be oh look 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 sorry pandemic wedding package black rubber gloves oh 
<laughs> that's not a pandemic wedding package. That's that's a, that's that's, that's, the a, that's a dress up for me. A dress up as a priest for me. Come around and slap me. Yeah, there's like uh, black masks, black rubber gloves, and all the. It's so, sort of like the wedding package with black gloves, <laughs> black rubber gloves. Oh yes. Uh, yeah. Maybe one of those plungers you use for toilets, just as a sort of a you know prop. Yes. Yeah, just just on the altar, just in case. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here. Small blockage, but we'll sort it out for you. <laughs> just, I do plumbing as well. Wow. So there you go. That was an interesting little reminder email I got, and, that, and I forgot I was a reverend. I must get into that now. So if there's anybody listening that wants myself and Mike to officiate, we could do... We could do we festivals, could. Mike. Yeah, I tell you what. With the first one, we could do with when the Father Ted things come back. Um, they have the Ted Fest out on in this year. I don't um, think they'd like us standing on their toes. Do you know what I mean? Like, they, they'd see us as a threat. I think. Yeah, but if anybody got married in a you know reputably beforehand, we could do. We could give them a blessing. Oh yeah. Actually, funny story with Father Ted. I was on a train. And now that you know it's about Father Ted, I kind of ruined the ending. But I was on a train heading into work one day. And uh, I, I, I noticed these uh, four young priests sitting at a table together. And they were like, you know, they were very smartly dressed. And they were like wearing the suits, the black suits and the thing. But they had like the little jumpers underneath, you know, the V-neck jumpers. Mm. So they're like properly smart. And next thing they pulled out a bag of cans. And I was like, what the fuck is these priests at? You know, but I thought, well, cool, they're young priests. That's pretty yeah. cool that they're having a can on the train. You know, maybe the church is changing. And then a bunch of nuns came walking in to, uh, th- <laughs> through the carriage. And I went, ah, Ted Fest. They were, uh, they were on the way to Galway. And they had flagons of cider. The nuns. <laughs> the nuns, the nuns, Sick bags. The nuns were shifting everyone they passed. <laughs> they were trying to see how many people on the train they could shift. Um, speaking of nuns and stuff, do you watch Derry Girls? Uh, I have seen a good bit of Derry Girls. Yeah, yeah I, I'm in, in, intermittent on it. But the lady who plays the nun yeah. um, on Derry Girls... We, um, we don't know the name for it. We're not going to try. This is the podcast where we don't no. know the names of people or actors. No, her name is something like Sweeney, I think. Um, very funny woman, but she's now doing the Great British Pottery Throwdown. That is right. And that is a gem of a program, an absolute gem. You can watch it on all four, all the series are available, but she makes it. They've had a number of people try and do that sort of kind of comedian link between the professionals who are judging and the people who are just making the sort of pottery stuff. And they've kind of fallen flat on their face, but she is phenomenal. Her name is... Siobhan McSweeney. There you go. And I, I got see... the name right. I got the name right. <laughs> Ding. Uh, I um she I saw the first the opening bit of the first throwdown I think, and she was saying, kind of she's it was very funny because she was like basically saying, well this is you know this is all new, best of luck, whatever. And she was kind of well I don't fucking know what I'm doing here. Like you, yeah. know, it's, you know, it's literally I've you know. I'm fucked too, so we're all in the same boat. Uh, so very good uh, self-effacing, obviously. I must check that out. It's brilliant. And the judge on there, um, the big tall fellow with the, he looks like he's from the 1980s. On the, he's kind of rockabilly kind of look. Around yeah, him. kind of um, has the hairstyles. He's bald in the middle, but he either spikes yes. it up or combs it forward. Or yeah, he does something weird with this bit of hair. 
and he cries all the time. He gets so emotionally involved in stuff. Yeah. He he can't help himself cry. He's just fantastic. I like that guy. Yeah, he's brilliant. Absolute genius. And he's a real pottery thrower and stuff and a professional. He's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Great television. You have to watch that, The Great Pottery Throwdown. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Um, something like that. And her character in Derry Girls was? The nun. Sister Michael. No. Yes. Oh. So there you go, Sister Michael. Do you think there'd be like a, a Derry Girls fest, like a TED fest? I think there would be. I'm sure there would be. Mm. We could go. I could go actually as Sister Michael. Dude, you are so sorted. And bring a pottery wheel just to sort of tie it all in. Yeah. You could I be could like throw chalices. Yeah, throw chalices. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Okay, listen, I want to talk about this Oasis tweet. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I noticed that you liked it. And I just want to talk about it. I just want to tease it out a little bit. So this guy, Simon Price is his name. He's um, a Welsh music critic, uh, ex-independent slash Melody Maker. So he's written for Melody Maker. You, you would have been a reader, I'd imagine, of Melody mm-hmm. Maker, Enemy, all that kind of stuff Ish. back in the day. Yeah. You get the odd copy if you're stuck and you had to get yeah. the train or something. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Um, and I would have been, I would have probably been a bit more of, uh, I would have bought Enemy more and Melody, Melody Maker less. But anyway, so he's, um, he's a, he's a, I don't know, he's, he's, he's into his music anyway. So he tweeted this uh, yesterday. Uh, here's what just struck me about Oasis, and this is, and the rest is in caps. They have no fast songs. They just lumber about, fat-arsed and graceless at 20 miles per hour because it's a residential area. Music for people who can't dance won't dance. They are rock, but they don't rock. And what's the fucking point in that? Says Simon Price. Um, and I don't know. First of all, I just retweeted and I said, uh, I said, why would you not like a band who are literally just doing what they do? Where's yeah. that coming from? Like, he's not even saying I don't like Oasis because the two brothers annoy me. He's not really saying that he doesn't like the music. He's just been very yeah. specific and saying they don't. The music isn't fast enough for me. It's very strange. I d- it was an odd comment, and I, I just the reason I liked it is because where is that coming from? And I was going to sort of answer your tweet and say, well, he's obviously woken up or gone to bed or had a couple of sources or had an argument with somebody, and he's not in the right frame of mind. And he's just trying to. He's either just trying to sort of get a reaction which he's obviously done. Yeah. Or he's just a bit of an ass and just, you know, he wants to, he wants to cause a bit of a raucous or he's just having a really bad day. In which case we should give him some sort of a hug. Yeah. I don't know if he's had a bad day because he followed up the tweet with anyway, good night, English rock defense league, knock yourselves out sweet dreams. So he's obviously just trying to, um, a little bit of clickbait. Uh, ah, you know what if you want to be called pal and lad and fella a lot just tell twitter you don't like oasis but you see if you go down there actually danny baker replied i think yeah he did yeah Uh, which i thought was quite funny he he said that they even slowed um come on feel the noise down (laughs) but someone replied with a video of oasis singing come on feel the noise 
live, probably at Nebworth or somewhere. And mm. the whole place was fucking absolutely rocking. Like people were going absolutely mental, jumping up and down, dancing, going crazy, like totally disproving what the point, the point your man was making. Like you're never going to go to an Oasis gig and just not dance or not like they're it's, it's not about a fast. It's, they're not a dance band. No, but no. you can still rock out. Of course you can. But this this guy is just looking for clickbait. He's obviously he might have a new book coming out or something and needs a few more followers. And, you know, he's trying to sort of smartly, you know, smugly start some sort of conversation. I just saw I put this tweet out last night and I just thought, you know, good night, uh, anti-rock guys, you know, and. I don't know, he's probably trying to make some sort of Brexit, no Brexit sort of parallel along and sort of trying to split people down the centre about Oasis, which he's obviously done. Um, slagging off Oasis, this is another tweet he followed up with. He, obviously today he's kind of, he's up now and he's, he's, he's at it. I mean, he clearly just had, was feeling a little bit unloved and needed a bit of attention, you know, I needed to, you know, I haven't, haven't, haven't created a bit of a buzz about myself on Twitter recently. Yeah, yeah. He said, uh, slagging Oasis also gets you many replies of the Gareth Keenan. He's thrown a kettle over a pub. What have you done, Variety? (laughs) Which is is funny. Uh, Of the 50,000 Elvis fans can't be wrong, Variety, and accusing me of hating music that is popular. My favourite artist, the super obscure Prince. Now, can I just talk about Prince for a minute? Prince is not exactly a rocker, is he? Well, he's not really a fast dance song guy either, really. No. But Purple Rain, uh, Kiss, like they're not fast songs. They're, no. Like what's the, I'd love to compare the, I mean, this is getting too whatever, but compare the beats per minute of Purple Rain with Come On, Feel the Noise or, or yeah, uh, Rock and Roll Rock and roll Star. Like Rock and Roll Stars, it might be in theory a slow song if you were to write it down on paper and look at it, but it doesn't, it's not, it does rock. Yeah, it's got aggression in it, yeah. Anyway. Actually, <laughs> do you know what? Um, <clears throat> the uh, the Water Boys yeah. did a phenomenal version of Purple Rain on the Chris Evans Breakfast Show. It's out there on the internet somewhere. I'm sure you can find it. Uh, just use Google. Uh, Water Boys, Purple Rain, Chris Evans Breakfast. Was this a recent thing? Uh, No, it was about five or six years ago when he was still on, when Chris Evans was still on BBC Radio 2. Okay, before Zoe Ball took over, okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. It was, and it was stunning. Absolutely stunning. There's a guy playing keyboard. They're in the corner of the studio, four musicians, uh, including the guy who plays the violin in the Water Boys, the Irish guy, um, whose name we don't, we don't know. Don't, don't, we don't have to even try and find the name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, he played on U two. He played on Boy. He played on all manner of things, um, and I can't think of his name. But lovely fella, and he plays the he plays a fiddle, an electric fiddle, like it's an electric guitar. And the guy on keyboards literally hasn't got enough keys. <laughs> It's like, literally, give me more music. I'm looking for, there's got to be music over there. There's got to be more keys over there. It's got to no literally, way. it's like, like I can't, this, this thing is too small to contain my enthusiasm about the music I'm playing. Oh, and the guy sitting on bass guitar is literally like some fellas walked off a building site. <laughs> completely fucking disinterested. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, you should watch it. Yeah, it um, Steve Wickham. Steve Wickham, there you go. 
um, you see that the, 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 we have a system. You keep telling the story of why I frantically Google the name of the person you're talking about. <laughs> it works, Steve Wicker. Yeah. Uh, my problem is my problem is if you start telling a story and I try and Google <laughs> the name of somebody, my bandwidth here is so shite because of the weather at the moment um, that. Uh, you know, there's literally, there's one beam of internet coming into this house and it's carrying my voice and nothing else. There is nothing else left in the tank. And, and some lads in a beam are just drove up to your gate and trying to rob your internet as well. <laughs> Watch out for those lads. Um, <laughs> your catalytic conver internet converter. Um, so shall we, shall we go to Phil Collins because it's his birthday today? Yes, 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 yes. What was the name of the album you wanted me to review again? Face value. Mm, just as well, I got the right one. Mm. Uh, imagine if I reviewed the wrong album. Now, how Face... are we going to do? Are you going to do every? Are you going to do it song by song? Not or, really. Or, no, uh... no, not really. Okay, cool, cool. Because I'll tell you what. Well, you'll, it'll be apparent. Okay, good. Okay, we'll kick off with In the Air tonight. Yeah. Yep. This is uh, on Face Value. I, I listened to it on Spotify, the Face Value Deluxe Edition. So there's a lot of songs thrown on there that aren't part of the original album. Because a lot of like right. live versions and stuff like that. The first song on that is In the Air Tonight, which is for me, and I was trying to get beyond my feelings about the song. This is a very middle of the road uh kind of light FM radio song. It's mm. a it's a standard uh stuck for a good song. Everybody likes in the air tonight. You could throw that on. Um I was I was when this album came out, 81, I would have been eight. Mm. So <clears throat> I, I don't think I would have been. A, I wasn't a fan of Phil Collins. No, and that's fair enough. You don't have to be. And I think In the Air Tonight is completely overplayed. And it's my least favorite song on the album. So I think I think you've said it there. I think it was overplayed and it means something to me that I couldn't get beyond when I was listening back mm. to it. But but having said that, it's a good song. Like. He's this guy is good, like you know, Phil Collins. Oh, yeah, and I'm only talking about what I like and what I don't like. Um, that's fair enough. I'm not sure about the, the way he uses, I don't know if it's a reverb on his mic all the time, but anyway, that's just maybe that's just his voice. Oh, there's, I know there's, there's, a, there's a little yeah, echo, there's a there's, echo, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah, there's an atmosphere, Eric. Something to his voice. Look, Phil Collins knows this shit. I was also, Mark, I, I, I found it interesting that on the cover of the album, or maybe he took a new picture. There's a picture of his face, and I was struck by how old he looked, but maybe this is a new picture for the deluxe edition, which was re released in, in I, th I think it is 2015. Okay. Um, this Must Be Love didn't really do it for me at all as a song. Okay. Uh, I just. I don't really even think it got going. Um, I, I I don't know where where he wanted to go with it, but I don't know if it got there. And if it did, it, when he got there, I wasn't interested in being there. So that's as specific as I can get with that song. That's fine. That's good. I, I like feel, it. I, I feel bad. I quite like that song because it just does muddle along. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But I think no, they they say it was a heavy bass line. Do, 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 do. See, I think it's the bass. That bass is is putting me off. It's not like the guy from but yeah. the guy from level forty-two in there. Oh God, how how annoying is he to look at? Why <laughs> not he just put the bass guitar down a bit, sort of saddling it, and straddling his nipples? But anyway, 
That's his <clears throat> I digress. That's his style. But yeah, I think it might have been that base that he relies heavily on. Mm. It was putting me off. Now, uh, behind the lines, yes, is brilliant. Wow. Um, and I like the brass in it. Yes. I do like the bass in that because I think it's a very ambitious song. Um, I think he's a bit confused as to what exactly it is, but that's okay. And he sort of builds towards something and then he sort of builds towards something again. And but But ultimately... You know, like I feel if I was a producer going in, I'd say, Phil, you need to tidy this song up. You need to just, you know, you figure out what the hook is and where we're going with it. Let's do a, a simple verse, play the best bit as, as as the chorus, then do a verse and then play the best bit as a chorus again. That would really like lift this song, you know. But it, no, it's a it's a brilliant song. It's a bit more. <clears throat> yeah, it's a, he's 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 a bit experimental for, you know, what a. And I suppose he wasn't writing an album to be a, a pop star or to, you know, for the charts. He was, he was, try- no. he, he was clearly trying to be experimental in this album. And he was introduced to a horn section. Now, if I could remember, and I won't remember, the horn section were the horn section from a really big American band. Okay. Um, and they, he used them on Behind the Lines and I Missed Again and something else, maybe droned, maybe what, uh, but he used them and they threw the kitchen sink at it. Yeah, he kind of said, "I'm going to sing this song, lads. You crack in whenever you want." And off they went. So it is a little bit disjointed. I'll give you that there. Yeah, but it is. But, it's uh, a good. It is a very yeah. good song. Um, I'm going to disappoint you now by saying I, the rest of it just didn't really do anything for me. I kind of drift. I, I've listened to it a few times, <clears throat> and every time I kind of just drift away. There's nothing really there on the rest of the album that hooked me in. Maybe wow. I mi- maybe I missed again. Um, yeah, I missed again. I think it was overplayed again. Um, I think the roof is leaking. It's phenomenal. The the lyrics. The roof is leaking and the wind is howling. It's about poverty in, you know, England you in see, the 70s. You see, I'm not great at lyrics. Or time. Or time. There's some things you need to know. No, I, I, I listen to, I, I suppose I listen to a song and it's about, for me, it's always initially about the, the feeling of the music mm-hmm. yeah, um, yeah, yeah and it would take me a while then to like sometimes like you know there's some house martin song and i've been listening to them for years there's some house martin song that i'm only now going on the internet and trying to learn what the lyrics are because i've just sang my own lyrics and i don't even know what they are um yeah so so I, the lyrics don't ever hit me don't hit me straight away it takes me a while to kind of get around to that point of the song so so i'm just i'm just judging this on how i felt about it basically but, well, that's um, fine. Uh, you know, to, to quote John Creedon, who was on this podcast, you've got to listen to music with your solar plexus. You can't be all sort of, um, uh, I don't know, you know, you can't have look at all the lyrics and the music and everything, and you can't judge it by how perfect it is in a sort of an ideal NME sort of wor- world. You just got to, if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you like that. That's the beauty of music. But I think you missed the best bits. Um, you know what I mean is, uh, for anybody listening out there, would be the best. And if leaving me is easy. Um, again, you see, I listened to this when I was 14 and 15 and I was starting going out with girls and, you know. Yeah. You see, this this is the point as well. I, I was like, hey, oh, listen to this. And I wasn't. Mm. Or, or, or hearing Phil Collins and, yeah, and in yeah. the air tonight. Or so, so it doesn't mean anything to me. So this, I think this album means more to you than it could possibly mean mean maybe to anyone else yes. in the world. 
And it was the likes of Vincent Hanley on MTUSA going, you know, this is the best song ever if leaving me is easy. And Vincent Hanley on RTE Radio 2 saying it and, and Jerry Ryan on RTE Radio 2 or 2FM or whatever it was called back then. Um, you know, Jerry Ryan saying, God, you know, I'm so happy that Phil Collins got divorced because it gave us face value. And uh, he was so right, because it's all so sad and emotional and sort of, you know, when you're 16 and 17 yeah. and you're kind of, you're falling in and out love every 15 minutes because your hormones are all over the place. But you Yeah, see, but it is, it's of its time, I think. I think, like, the House Martins, to me, I don't understand how other people don't, you know, aren't, I understand how they're not bigger than they are. Do you know what I mean? Like it's 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 irrational almost. You know. I mean, obviously Phil Col Phil Collins is huge. Yeah, we've never had the House Martins conversation, have we? Whether I like them or not. I'm afraid. But, no, I, I. And it would sound like I'm just sort of going. You don't like my band. I don't like your band. I can't stand his voice. That's the fine young cannibals you're thinking of. No, it's the same with your man. It's uh, Christy. I do like Christy him, Hennessy. Um, Paul, he Paul Heaton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He. I know he's done some stuff. Like he's made enough money, so he wants to pay all his money just in tax. Yeah, he 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 wants to. He wants to. He wanted to give all the songs, all the House Martins and Beautiful South songs, to the government. And mm. so, so they could make the money on them and put the money back into the, the country, you know, but they were, they, they turned them down. Um, but he, yeah, he's a good guy. No, I, yeah, I, I, I he's a very unusual, he's a slightly unusual voice, but uh, no, I like it. Um, and what I'm saying is that that's that band that I listened to at a certain point in my life. Yes. And they mean much more to me than they could possibly mean to anybody else, unless, you know, they also listen to it at that you know, special time in your life, as you said, when your hormones are raging and you're starting to see girls and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and that's that's what happens, you know. And you do you, your your music is sort of like um, almost when you're in those first flushes of love and growing up and actually becoming aware of music, you choose music that you like. It's not like nowadays if you listen to a review on the radio and go, oh, that's a bit derivative of this, a bit derivative. You listen to it in sort of like some sort of you feel like you're a, a, a critic or something like you have to be a critic rather than just going with your gut. Um, and I didn't like the house Martins. They never appealed. And then there was the woman he started singing with uh, Jackie something. Um, Jack. In the, 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 yeah. The, the, in the, the, in the beautiful South. Yeah. Was it Jackie? Yeah. Jackie Abbott. Jackie. He Jackie, Jackie Abbott. Healy Ray. That woman. <laughs> And I could never get over the fact that I always thought her face was too big for her head. Okay, and but that's very specific. <laughs> you should work for a melody maker. You should be like, you know, I don't know if anybody else notices, but I don't like the beautiful side because her face is too big for her head. <laughs> and, uh, and it's also something, it, it, it rings true actually, because um, Paul Heaton says that he um, always writes too many lyrics for yeah, the song. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, he finds and it hard it's to like he's trying to stuff her face into her <laughs> and the lyrics and, and she just can't get him out. And it just <laughs> sounds like the two of them are rushing towards the end of a song. But the lyrics are really good. They should just take their time. They just need to slow down a little bit. But, yeah, they're, but, they're like Oasis. They need to be a bit slower. <laughs> but they just, they just are what they are, you know? And it's the, I like the combination of that, like, 
Mm. I don't know exactly what he's saying here, but I like the I like the fast singing and the he's a rapper. You know what I mean? He's a he's a he's a rapper from Hull. Um. So yeah, so so Jackie Abbott took over from Brianna Corrigan. That's right. Funny story about Jackie Abbott. The the beautiful the beautiful set were um were played a gig that Jackie Abbott went to, and they went drinking afterwards, and they all kind of and the guy this girl Jackie Abbott and her friend ended up sort of back of the hotel room drinking with the band. Uh, I think this is obviously when Paul drank. Um, and she, they're having a bit of a sing song and she sang in the sing song. Mm. And that was it. That was the night they went their separate ways, blah, blah, blah. She went back to work. She was working in a chemist. You're, a year later, your own Brianna left. And Paul Heaton remembered, had some association with, with Jackie Abbott's friend. So he remembered her friend and he got in touch with her friend. And he said, do you remember that girl that was in that hotel room after the gig and such and such? Where is she now? What's she doing? And she said, because they had a tour booked. Yeah. Right. And Brianna had sort of left suddenly. He can be hard to get along with, apparently. So he went into the chemist and he said, or whatever, or rang her, I don't know, but he said, listen, listen, would you be able to, would you be ready to go on tour in, you know, three weeks time? Would you learn the songs? Would you go on tour? She, she said, yes. So she went from working in the chemist to singing on stage with the beautiful South in the matter of something, three weeks. Wow. I did not know that. So her head can be whatever size it wants to be. Absolutely. And she wears a lot of lipstick and that explains that as well. She must get some discount from Boots. <laughs> uh, well, it's a good story though, isn't it? Yeah. Imagine that. You're working like filling out prescription or not. She probably wasn't. I don't know if she's a pharmacist or not, but she's probably going, yeah, that colour really suits you. Yeah, I don't think she was a pharmacist because she would have mentioned the fact that she was a pharmacist. She was, she was like, I was just working in the chemist, you know, just that was just wow. a day job. I mean, she must have been doing a bit of singing as well, because I mean, to be able to just go, yeah, I'll go on stage and yeah, I'll learn yeah, all the songs. And yeah, 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 yeah. And I, and she is a brilliant singer. But um, there you go. Uh, I wanted to. You touched on. You mentioned Downton Abbey. I did. I, I mentioned Downton Abbey in the context of Bridgerton. And Mike, I I I I feel like I'm doing all the talking here, but I, I'll let no, you in. I'll, I'll let you in, in a minute. Um, so my wife. Now, my wife has started listening to the podcast, would you believe? No, shit. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Be careful. Uh, lovely, lovely woman. <laughs> You've always said nice things about my wife anyway. Yeah. Um, and she listened to the one, the, the most recent one, and uh, she said, I, because I was saying, no, we never really got into Downton Abbey. So it's not Bridget I want to talk about, it's, it's Downton Abbey. Um. And I was saying we never really got into it. And she told she came downstairs. She went, "What are you talking about? I loved Downton Abbey. I watched every single episode. I was like, and my daughter was sitting there going, "Yeah, Mam is like the thing I remember about growing up was Mam loving Downton Abbey." And I was like, "What? <laughs> like this was how many years ago? Like, but she said like her friend gave her the box set or something. Oh dear, but could you're a shit husband." Could he have given her a box set? Would it have been, or she yeah, couldn't, yeah, or, yeah, yeah, yeah. or maybe a drive? He gave it. He gave her all the episodes on a drive. But I was trying to remember what year it was or what was going on, and it must have been when because I got a job where I I was working a job in Dublin, which I left. We were living in Newbridge, 
Then I got a job with a radio station, a brand new radio station, which was just starting up, but they were based in Athlone. So I kind of had a year where I was working pretty much all the time, like six days a week and being down in Athlone a lot and away from the family. Um, and then they moved down to Athlone and we changed schools and all that. So it must have been around that time, but I have absolutely no recollection of her watching Downton Abbey. But she she did stop working for a while and she was at home with Finn when he was a baby as well. So yeah, that would probably that would probably be about the right time. So you you, you don't even remember the Downton Abbey years? No. So so there was Downton Abbey years in my family in my house, and I wasn't even. I wasn't even. Yeah, around, well, around Downton Abbey was probably a good substitute for you. <laughs> Doesn't you know? It's about as effective, I'd say, around the house. She was here. Was here? Yeah, here was I like dragging her off to the lawn. She was probably going, "Oh, for God's sake! I just want to live in that time in a house where I have a butler." God, of course. Who, who, yeah. What What did I marry? So you you can't even remember walking in and sort of saying, "What, what are you doing watching that period drama, darling?" You were just. There was so... a lot of times where I'd walk into the room, she'd quickly close the laptop and be like, "Oh, nothing. What? Oh, nothing. Yeah. Well, it is a bit female pornish." <laughs> Plenty of sort of 19th century eye candy. I think she felt guilty. It was men guilt. with Bentleys. Men that are doing way better than any of us could do. Yeah, exactly. By, by, by dint of birth. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, that she, I just felt I, I should say that on the podcast and apologise to my wife for being absent for... Have two, we cut off? Two years. Oh, I'm not there. I'm still here. Uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to mention on the podcast and apologize to my wife for being absent for whatever, two years, for the Downton years. Well, it, it kind of suits the Downton years, really, because a lot She's of just, the men Sorry, went... sorry, Mike. She just came to the door and said, what did you say? I'm just apologizing to you on the podcast. Oh, for Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey, yeah. Yeah, I was obsessed. She was obsessed, apparently. Not obsessed with me. Well, it, it kind of fits in with the narrative of the husband leaving because a lot of it was done during the war and about the war years and men didn't come back. And maybe ah. she was kind of thinking that hopefully he doesn't she come was, back from that long. <laughs> she was dreaming that I'd gone to war and I wasn't going to come back and she could just yeah. take, take up with a new man that had a big house out in the countryside. Yeah, it was good looking. Didn't, didn't keep fatty eating and maybe he was on time everyone fatty eating Fa- no fatty fad oh fad i was like he must be he must, he must be a character in downton called fanny no 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 there's one definitely in bridgerton though there's a lot of that kind of, a lot of fanny eating in bridgerton oh don't, hey. don't christ every time i think about it i think about my poor mother sitting there next to my father and yeah and saying i can't believe oh. mike mike told us to watch this he hates us Jesus, my father, my father's going to be, he's not going to do, his teeth are going to fall out. I'd say he's going to be so shocked. (laughs) His denture glue will melt in his face. (laughs) Sorry, sorry, Mike's dad. That's rude. Um, That's me done, Mike. That's all the bits I wanted to catch up with. I hope, I hope, I hope I satisfied you. You really did satisfy me. It's lovely to hear you talk actually about things that you're interested in, as opposed to me talking about things that you're not interested in. No, that is never the case. That's never the case. How has your week been, Mike? Uh, my week has been very traumatic, actually. Um, oh, shit. Yeah, exceptionally traumatic. I'm um, learning with a 
um, electronic toothbrush. You're learning to use an electronic toothbrush. Sorry, you just uh, broke up a little bit. Um, okay, and wh- wh- how, why is this traumatic? Well, I remember being taught how to use a toothbrush yeah. uh, by adverts on the television, and a tooth person used to come into the schools and tell you how to do it, you know, and they would use a fella painting a corrugated iron um roof as a sort of a, a, a narrative of how to do it so that's the way they used to illustrate it so if you the, go left to right you'd miss the bits and you go up and down you'd get the bits so it's up it was always up and down wasn't it, and it traditionally up and down. in the 80s oh that's changed mike so and i and they used to say listen get you know wet your toothbrush first of all and get rid of all the big bits and then spit them out and then get your toothpaste on and then do them up and down and in and out and all this sort of stuff and whatever. And of course, now I've got this electronic toothbrush. Mm. Um, your muscle memory wants you to jig up and down. But of course, the toothbrush just wants to... Uh, and I don't know, it's got this two-minute counter on it that you're supposed to use, and it starts it starts juddering. It's like a car that's got dodgy petrol. So it's good after two minutes. And it's like, I haven't brushed my teeth yet. I don't feel clean. It's just, you know, and I can't get the right amount of toothpaste on the thing. And it's just, yeah, it is very, very, very traumatic. Did you ever just try and squeeze a bit of toothpaste straight into your mouth and then go from there? No. Okay. No, maybe that, that might be a better I, idea. Because, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just, I, I've seen, I saw someone do it like in, on a movie once and I thought, oh, he looks cool. It was probably like someone on the breakfast club or something going, yeah, one of these cool guys squeeze it into your mouth and then brush your teeth. But um, maybe you could try idea. that. Yeah. Do you use an electric or do you use a manual? I had electric for a few years, and then recently I just, it just, I stopped charging up, or I just stopped using, or it just got to, you know, pushed to one side like many electric gadgets. And um, I use manual now, but uh, I brush my teeth in the shower. We, we broke up. I think our internet is dying. Oh, we 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 have we we have only a small amount of time together. Uh, Sister Michael, let's make the most of it. Um, I brush my teeth in the shower, which is controversial. Oh Jesus Christ Almighty! Oh God, it's why? Why did you even tell me that? That's just not. I don't know. I right. it's just really handy. I get into the shower, and the first thing I do is brush my teeth, and I'll brush for about four minutes. I just stand there in the shower, uh, brushing absent-mindedly sort of I find it meditative and uh and then I can just rinse my brush and uh spit everything out and then start washing myself and it works perfectly oh no that's you see I didn't want that mental image now sorry sort of no you didn't want the image of white stuff dribbling down my front no I really didn't know I didn't know I wasn't even thinking about white stuff dribbling down your front now that's even compounded the image even further sorry actually my hand in front of is now because I don't want to see this. Sorry, oh, it's in your mind. It's not you can't, you can't cover your eyes and not see it. It's in your mind. So, you, so where did you hear about this? You, it was this part of the no one hundred days of <laughs> this is flagellation. The, the Stoics, Marcus Aurelius, brushed in the shower <laughs> the, with the a great, yard brush. The great philosopher, yes, with fire. <laughs> 
Yeah, with electricity in a shower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, with a radio. <laughs> with an air dryer. Uh, oh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just I got into the habit. I don't know. I, I, I just did it myself. I didn't really see any. I don't know if anybody else does it. Um, my wife. I know a fellow who shaves in the shower. Yeah, I'd get that because, we, well, women shave in the shower all the time, don't they? What they're shaving, but if you shave your face, you don't think that's a, you don't think the shower is the place to shave your face? No. Well, as long as he has one of those um, steam, uh, de- what do you call them? The, the shower, the, the mirrors that don't steam up, anti fog. One of them. Um, so yeah, shave in the shower. I could, I could, I could. Don't shit in the shower. That's the only thing I'd say. <laughs> <laughs> so of the two S's, <laughs> you can shampoo, you can uh, shave, but I'd say go to the toilet for your shit. Oh, gee. <laughs> oh. Unless you're, of course, in some Asian countries where the whole thing is the same thing. Yeah, I do remember our first trip to Bulgaria and Bulgaria still has a lot of the Turkish influence there. So their yes. their toilets are, you know, the two the two footprints for your, where your feet go yes. and then the whole Oh, hello. Don't know what happened there. It just closed down for a while. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I got this message on my screen saying Keith Walsh is now the host. <laughs> like he was always the host. Yeah. Are we talk, are we are you like are we back to talking about um priests and communion? Uh, uh, that's not yeah, it brings us back, Reverend. Um can you, can you buy hosts? Can you buy boxes? Oh, I must look on the website for the hosts. Um, I used to love that. I used to imagine having it with jam. Yeah, a couple of hosts with a bit of jam in the middle would be nice. Oh yeah. Uh, N- Nutella. Oh yeah, like a jammy dodging. You could they could actually market it as jammy dodging hell. Oh, As in wow. Dodge Hill, if you have yeah. the jammy. Yeah. yeah, good. Make it more interesting. They need to change things up. Maybe that's our job. That's what we'll do. I think the computer's telling us to, that we need to stop, Mike. But um, I think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you okay with that? Because I feel like I, 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 I took the... No. I, no, I, took, no you... I took over the podcast today. No, I think, I think it's been far better for it. How would you... Uh, Mike, come on. This must I'm seriously thinking about. Well, I, I haven't told you about it, but what well, I kind of have. But I was seriously thinking that we should do this, try and do this twice a week. Okay, let's do Wednesday and Saturday. Let's try and do one Sat Wednesday, and let's see how we feel about it, and okay. go from there. No commitment, just you know. Let's try and do one. Let's do another one this week, and then see how it goes. Because you know things can change. Um. Yeah. You know, you could you could end up going back to work at a moment's notice. Um, so for now, we'll tr- we'll do another one Wednesday, and because because obviously now I feel like you've a lot of stuff to say, and uh, we can we can do that Wednesday. Yeah, I think you might need to listen back to this one because I think we've missed a bit. There's, you know what people can do is uh, tape little bits on their phone and fill in the blanks. Of what, you <laughs> said. <laughs> what do you think? You feel like we've missed? Like there's been gaps. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, yeah, because you I think it's your end this week. I... Oh, okay. I'll listen back and I'll go through it. I don't usually really listen back, but I will. Like, hear you back again. Okay. Yeah. I listen back. That's okay. Oh, we'll do it Wednesday then. Cool. Yeah. Nice one. We'll end like up that. just, we'll end up just doing, yeah, it says my internet connection is unstable. Okay. Thank you, computer. We'll go yeah. now. All right, Mike. Yeah. Talk to you Wednesday. Yeah.
the beautiful south are unstable uh thank you reverend are you going to sign us out with a prayer uh i'd just like to say thank you um thank you mother earth for the gifts that we have been given to allow us to do this podcast and um to perform our duties to mother to you mother earth and bring uh, laughter and entertainment to the world amen yeah you need to work on that yeah my first time yeah, Jesus didn't say that, did he? My first well, I, I can imagine his first mass was shit as well. So, yeah. <laughs> see you, Mike. There you go. Bye, bye, your That is it. That is it. Thank you very much, Mike. As always, and uh, as I said, if you're listening to this on the Monday night or the Tuesday, uh, there will be another chat with um, me and my friend Mike probably go up Thursday uh, so there you go because I just did a lot of talking Mike didn't get to talk much and I've been thinking about trying to do two a week anyway so we'll see how it pans out see how we get on you know give it a whirl nothing ventured nothing gained um, that's it for me it's my bedtime so i got to go thanks very much for listening uh, as always do subscribe to the podcast. Tell your friends about it. Give us an L rating. Five stars would be great. Write a review. All these things help with the, the charting of the podcast, which helps with the success of the podcast. And, you know, as listeners, we, you know, we want to, you know, obviously I want it to do well, but I think, you know, you deserve it to do well as well. Um, and there is a link as well if you want to um, throw us a few quid as well for the podcast. That would be very, uh, very nice, and we would really appreciate that too. Um, there should be a link in the description of the podcast. And I don't think there's anything else. I'm going to go, as I said, I'm going to get out of here, hit the hay, and then go to bed. I like to punch a few bells before I go to bed. Um, but I'll talk to you the next time. Take care. Mind yourself. Be good. Be selfish. Sometimes it's good to be selfish. But in a nice way, do you know what I mean? Don't be a dick and be selfish. I mean, uh, okay, definitely just going now. Okay, bye. Goodbye. Bye bye. 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 No, you hang up. No, you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hey guys, welcome to Giggly Squad, a place where we make fun of everything, but most importantly, ourselves. I'm Paige DeSorbo. I'm Hannah Burner. Welcome to the squad. Giggly Squad started on Summer House when we were giggling during an inappropriate time. But of course, we can't be managed. So we decided to start this podcast to continue giggling. We will make fun of pop culture news. We're watching fashion trends, pep talks where we give advice, mental health moments, and games and guests. Listen to Giggly Squad on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs>